The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This... Is 93.7 the ticket? Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, for Sean Jackson. Ah, yeah. You gotta get on there, though, Nick. Can't nobody see you. Can't nobody see you doing it, Nick. Here it is. My bad. And we're back. It's the captain. The ticket, 93.7. We're talking to Todd, my guy, Euler. I, I, I got to come up with a nickname. I, 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 it's going to be something, something nice, something that really sticks. Because, listen, man, sometimes we, when we get older, we get better. And sometimes it's not necessarily meant for us to have, to, to walk that particular path. But later on in life, it changes for the best. Uh, you, we talked a little bit about uh, Burger King. How mm-hmm. did you? I always admired that. Every, you know th- that 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 you owned a Burger King and went. How'd you get into that aspect? Yeah, so uh, I try to make it a quick story. In 1979, my mom uh, took a job there as a uh, assistant manager. 1980, she became the general manager. She worked there until uh, we bought the stores in 1997. So I actually started there January 8th, 1989. Um, my last day was October 1st of 2013. So just, just shy of 25 years on the payroll there. Um, became part owner uh, with my mom, and I can't remember what year it was, 2008, something like that, um, and my brother Troy. So, um, yeah, you know, that's just what we did, right? Like I blew my shoulder in 95. I had my first uh, daughter, Taylor. Uh, in December, literally, it, she was born December 16th. We flew out because I was injured late uh, to the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, Got to go through that experience and then came home and literally started working, uh, I believe it was January 4th of uh, 96 was my first day at work, right? Because it was, I mean, I was had a kid and needed to support the family, right? So, um, but yeah, just grinded and, uh, you know, I just didn't know anything else, right? That that's just was kind of what we did and how I had to put food on the table for, for the family. So it uh, wasn't late until later in life when it was like, okay, I'm not really passionate <laughs> about, you know, this Burger King thing, right? Like I want to do something that yeah, I'm very passionate about and I'm very passionate about helping, you know, guys crush their fitness and not only their fitness, but like, their fitness leaks into everything else, right? Like you're doing push. Like I went through a whole body weight phase 
to be real honest, if you go back to uh, 2019, I was bench pressing 405 for five. Um, I, I was in a powerlifting phase of my life uh, and then went to a body weight phase because I'd just gotten so big and so heavy that like my blood pressure was bad. I wasn't healthy. I was strong, but I wasn't healthy, right? So longevity wise, I went through a whole body weight phase and now I'm kind of getting back into the weights, but just not anything too crazy. Um, but yeah, Burger King was uh, 24 years of my life. Uh, literally from the time I was four years old, I knew nothing but Burger King. Wow. Uh, so um, that's, that's how we got into the Burger King thing was just, you know, work hard and, and uh, get after it. And we, we were, you know, given the opportunity to buy this, the two stores here in Norfolk, Nebraska. And, and we did, my brother still owns them. So, um, you know, my mom passed away in 2015 and he, he owns them straight out. But, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, it, you got to have a little different uh, mentality going into, going into running a place like that. It's, it's, it's a grind for sure. Uh, you're never closed. You're open every single day. Um, so I moved into the fitness realm and, and, uh, opened my own gym in 2014, set the bar fitness, and then sold that in 2019 and took everything online. So everything I do is now online. Talk, talk um, about that, Bueller. Talk about how the people, if they want to get in shape, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and give yourself a plug right now. I mean, I think that's yeah, a perfect just, time. All, all you got to do is follow me on Facebook or you know, Instagram at Todd Euler and just reach out, right? Like you'll see the stuff that we do. I don't typically run. I mean, my, I, I've got a pretty tight knit client base and uh, you know, I, I would love to help, but once again, it, you know, we kind of have a, a program that we run that, you know, is it, it, it's in all levels of life. It's just not fitness. It's, you know, it's fitness, it's family, it's finances, it's, and it's faith, right? Like putting it all together because, you, you can be, and I tell this all the time, like you can be a one-dimensional douchebag in your fitness, right? And that's the last thing. And I see a lot of guys like that. Like they're always taking gym. And I, obviously I take a lot of gym selfies uh, because of my business, but, um, but you know, that's, that's all you're about. And you're really one-dimensional, right? So you got to get the family thing. You got to get the finances right. And you, and you've got to get, you know, your faith right. Right. So what's um, more, what's I, I more, think, what's more important in building the body for a football player, what what piece is the most important piece? And then, are you are you are you doing yoga now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do yoga. Absolutely. Uh, at least two to three times a week. Uh, I throw. I got a nice little yoga flow uh, that I use and have been using, and I love it, uh, especially as I've gotten older. But yes, dude, I do do yoga, stretching, flexibility. You and I can put my hands flat on the floor with my legs straight. Um, you know, I've had some pretty bad injuries in the past, so, uh, you know, blew the shoulder out. I've had three knee surgeries since college. I had a back surgery. So, you know, flexibility and that kind of stuff is key to, you know, longevity, right? So, um, and especially being able to perform at a high level, whether it's, you know, in the weight room or with the family or, you know, my son uh, is a 6'1", 225-pound running back linebacker right now, and you know, just staying ahead of him at this point. <laughs> what what year is he? Is what work. year is he? He's a he's a sophomore. Oh wow! So, yeah, he's he's a big boy. Uh, you know, I teach strength. So if when it, if if you, Rashawn, you gave me a a kid and you said take this kid and and what would you do? I'm gonna get him strong, right? I'm gonna get him strong, uh, with squats, with deadlifts, with bench presses, and then I'm gonna get him strong functionally. Get him strong. I think so many 
parents these days uh, don't understand. The stronger guy wins 90% of the time, right? So there, there's times that, you know, you can outmaneuver somebody, that kind of stuff. But the stronger you are, the better. Um, and so a lot in, in youth sports have changed so much over the course of 30 years, right? Like when you and I grew up, I don't know about you because you were in Omaha, but for me, I didn't play organized tackle football until seventh grade, right? Now there's all this youth stuff. And, you know, I didn't play organized basketball until fifth grade, right? Uh, we had a little fifth grade team, whatever. I didn't, you know, we did little kids wrestling. Uh, I go to three wrestling tournaments a year, right? I'd wrestle nine matches, right? So I play baseball. We play 16 games a summer, right? Like today, if you wanted to, like my son's pretty elite level baseball player, um, you know, we literally go all over the country and play baseball all summer, right? So you couldn't do that. Back. Like you probably could have back when, but you just didn't have that opportunity, right? So um, today there's such an emphasis on kids playing the sport versus training for the sport, right? And anybody that knows anything about training, you have to train more than you play. If you're playing more than you're training, you're not getting, you're, you're getting better at the skills, but skills only take you so far, right? Like getting stronger, getting faster, uh, more mobility will enhance skills. You can only practice skills for so long, right? So I think that that really came true for me when Tiger Woods came up, you know, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan, but, uh, because I played a lot of competitive golf when I got out of football, because uh, you know, you guys stay competitive. But when Tiger All was you guys like, I trained, like he trained, right? Like, and they're like, oh, you can't, you can't lift weights and play golf, right? Like, no, you can. You just need to do it right. And that, that's the biggest thing is these kids today play, 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 but that doesn't make them stronger. It doesn't make them faster. It, it helps them with their skill set. But once again. I'll take a kid with a lesser skill set that's stronger that can get you out of the way, uh, you know, easier than a kid with unbelievable skills, right? Um, so that that's my biggest thing when I talk to athletes um, is we got to get strong, right? Like, kid comes in and is, you know, I, I, I don't Lane McCallum is a kid that I train in high school. Um, he I think he just finished up his career at Nebraska. But, uh, you know, he came in, he – in he could bench 165 as a going to be a senior. Well, I think it was, yeah, going to be a senior in high school was benching 165 for a max, right? Great athlete, but nobody was really looking at him for, for football because the strength, like the strength wasn't there, right? Like unbelievably gifted at like probably the most gifted athlete that I trained uh, so far uh, personally, um, but just wasn't strong. And then we, you know, and when he got to Nebraska, he got strong. Um, I helped him get a little stronger, but I didn't have him. I had him for like 12 weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's the biggest thing I said, because without strength, you can't, if you take a kid that is, you know, squatting 225 pounds and he's six foot one, 225, and you take a kid that's six one, 225, that's squatting 500 pounds. And then you start speed training them. The kid that's squatting 500 pounds is going to get faster than the kid that's squatting 225 every single time. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter because he's stronger, he has more force output, right? So that's where people kind of like, okay, great. This kid's 6'1", 225, he's been playing basketball or football or whatever, and he's just playing, playing, playing. But I got this kid over here that's playing, you know, once a week, and he's training four times a week. 
now we start doing some speed work with him. He's going to, he's just, that top end is way higher for the kid that's stronger. Um, so that's really my philosophy behind it from everything that, you know, all the books I've read, all the coaches I've worked with. I, I went and got certified through Mike Boyle's strength and conditioning out in Boston. Mm. Really opened my eyes to a lot of functional stuff and just different ways to train for strength. Um, that isn't going to put on a ton of mass, right? Uh, because a lot of squat, I mean, if you remember back in the day, man, we were all squatting pretty heavy. We all had some pretty big legs and pretty big butts. And, you well, know, we were thick, that's right? The, but so, that's the key, though, is 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 you got to have a good base. You know, people look yo, at oh, me now, and they say, oh, VJ, you look like you lost a lot of weight and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I'm still 255. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's so, only because of the base, yeah, though. But just having a really good squat doesn't necessarily make you – you still got to have that. And once again, if you're squatting the way we used to squat, I squat five days a week in high school. Uh, my coach said, you know, you need to lift, you know, what do you need to do to play at Nebraska? You got to lift five days a week. So I squatted and benched five days a week because that's what I knew, right? I didn't know any better. Um, but just making that, taking that squat strength and making it functional, right, is the biggest thing that I think kids need uh, this day and age. But most of them won't even squat. Like, oh, it hurts my knees, or, well, you're doing something wrong if it hurts your knees, because I'm still squatting at 47 years old, and I've done more damage to my knees than most. And squatting, um, and squatting, and squatting some big weight too, and heavy rep. I mean, a lot of reps. I had, you know, big weight. I, I think I, the biggest squat I ever had was uh, 628, uh, and that was about that was in 2018. So four years ago, I squatted 628. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. <laughs> You know, I would be I would be surprised. I, I would I would I kind of want to know what those guys are squatting up there because you're right. We had a lot of guys that were squatting big, doing big dumbbell presses, just moving weight around. And mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time, it wasn't what we it just wasn't what we did for Boyd. Okay, it just wasn't mm-hmm. the Boyd Epley workout. Most guys did the extra stuff to take themselves a little bit further. If you want to get in on this conversation, the Soderhammond text line is open, 464-5685. I'm talking to Todd Euler. We're talking about, I mean, probably uh, one of the best strength and conditioning. I've been watching you for as long as you've been posting stuff. So, I don't, what, five, six, seven years? And yeah. Some of the Coming stuff that 10, yeah. yeah, some of the stuff that you do, I've instituted. And I'm like, how in the heck did Todd get smarter as he got older, but that's the way he's supposed to be. He's supposed to get smarter as you get older and do the things that you know to do. Now, Todd, at Nebraska, you came in in 1993. I say my, my claim to fame is I blocked for Todd Euler those first two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, talk about scout team. Why was it important? Were you a run station guy or a pass station guy? Yeah, so <laughs> this, this – you're, I'm having flashbacks, like you know, um, of what? Run it still, again? You, you, you still have you still have nightmares about scout team, right? I was on scout team run station. Uh, I'm gonna be real honest. I you know I thought I was a pretty good running back coming out of high school until uh, first day with Lawrence Phillips and seeing what he could do, and I knew right away like okay, I've got to figure something else out. But then I get moved to scout team run station. First day, full pads, uh, the full varsity's there. And, uh, yeah, you know, and I, like I said, you, you're 18, you still don't know Jack, right? So, I, I, all right, Todd, you're on the run station, and everybody kind of giggles in the, in, the, in the room. 
uh, in all the, the old heads back giggling for sure. Yeah, because they're like the guy's gonna die, right? Like, um, so I get the ball first play. So run just to give you guys, a, we run station lasted about uh, what an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, you go with the you go against the number one defense, and then you go against the number two defense, and it usually took, you know, they did like thirty five minutes each, right? So it was it was horrible. It was the worst hour uh, ever. And uh, the first time I got the ball, I, t- I literally took it. I think it was a Vinny Murphy. Was it a scout team quarterback? Yeah, Vinny. Vinny. Absolutely, uh, Vinny. He, he turns around. And like he, you know, they put a card up, and you got to run whoever we were playing that week. I don't know who we were playing the first week because it's been too long ago. But they put a card up. You got to run the play. Okay, I'm not – I get in the ball. All right. So, Vinny, Vinny turns around, hands me the ball. And the next thing I remember – is like not being able to breathe, right? Like what in the hell? Like what's going on? who Mike hit me? Anderson, Mike Anderson hit me so freaking hard. I mean, I went from my feet to the back of my head, knocked me out. Like I can't breathe, knocked the air out of me. That was the first time I got hit at Nebraska. Uh, and, you know, I wish I could say that was the worst, but that was just the start of that whole semester of, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays were full pads, and it was no fun. Um, I quit seven times. I literally, you had to walk back to your dorm room, and, you know, we didn't have cell phones back then, just trying to put this in. I walked back to myself, or walked back to my dorm room, get on the phone, call my mom, collect. Uh, mom, collect. there's no way. These guys are just kicking the crap out of me. I'm not going to make it. And she's like, oh, that's nice, sweetie. You can quit, but you can't come home. And she told me that seven times, like, so I was like, I guess I'm stuck here, right? So I'm glad I did. Like, you get through it. It makes you tough. Like they say, like every failure is just another step towards success, right? And, I, and obviously you can quit at any time on anything, but that was something my mom instilled in me really, really well was work ethic and not, not you know, you started, she literally would say, like, you can quit at semester, but you can't quit now, right? So, 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 yeah. so the transfer portal for you – uh, if, if 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 the transfer portal was back then, and we're gonna we're gonna take it to a break here in a minute, but after mm-hmm. this question, I want you to think about this one. If the transfer portal was alive and well back then, which it was, but like it is today, would you have transferred? Four, I six, want, I, no, no, no. no. Hold, hold that thought, you, Todd. I'm gonna I'm come back after the break. <laughs> I'm going to come back after break. I got to pay some bills. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. Give us a call. If you got any questions for myself, Todd Euler, we will answer them. 93.7 in tickets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.